0: People need to take the, the red pill. They need to take the red pill. They need to believe this universe, this earth that we live on, stranger than we know, and it's a, it's a lot bigger and vaster. Hey, this is Unrefined Podcast. I'm Brandon Spain, your host, with co-host, Lindsay Waters. Welcome to another episode we yeah, have on our show today Justin Brown and he has a podcast that I actually really dig see what I did there <laughs> the dig Bible podcast and I, I just wanted to welcome welcome him to our show today and we just want to pick his brain about a lot of really interesting stuff. We're, we're mostly going to hone in, I think, on, you know, drug use, pharmacia, stuff like that, how it affects seeing in the spirit world. But uh, Lindsay and I are more than ready to go wherever the Holy Spirit wants to go and to interview this fascinating guy here. Justin, tell us your story a little bit. Just start out, you know what you came from, where you're at now, your testimony, I guess, is the word for it?
1: Yeah. Um, well, it's, uh, it's pretty, uh,
2: it's like a seesaw. I started, you know, I'm, I'm Southern, you know, Southern Baptist raised, you know, Bible Belt.
0: Where where in the South are you from? I was... Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. Okay. Sandy thought you were from Alabama because you have kind of an Alabama twang too. So, Oh, I do.
2: <laughs> I, I got it. I own it, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I went to church every Sunday. You know, good godly family, and yeah, was there every time the doors were open. I was raised right, and uh, just always had a fascination with with the Word of God. Uh, I remember being four and five years old, and I was that kid in Sunday school that would raise his hand and ask all these questions. I probably got on my Sunday school teacher's nerves, but (laughs) I was always just really fascinated with it. And uh, everybody always said that I was going to be called to preach, you know, because I just had such a fascination with it. Uh, And like, for instance, like an example, my, my grandmother, good godly woman, she would always take me to school. And she told me, and uh, it was kindergarten or first grade. She said, I'll never forget it. She said, I was taking you to school. She said, you were just staring out the window. She said, and I was like, Justin, you know, what are you looking at? And I looked at her and I was like, just a creation. I don't see how anybody can see all the beautiful things that God has created and deny that there's a divine hand. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like m- my mind is uh, not your typical you know, six, seven year old kid.
1: <laughs> no, no. But
2: uh but you know, there was always church drama and church fallout and, and it hit our family and we just kinda quit going to church. And I was probably ten, twelve years old. And uh long story short, uh by the time I got my driver's license and got the keys to the car, I I just went into total rebellion. Oh. Um uh, uh started getting into drugs. I wanted to to run around with the cool crowd. And uh next thing you know, uh I wasn't just in the cool crowd, I was uh, I was leading that cool crowd, you know. I'd become really good at being bad. But looking back, it's like I had so many friends overdose right in mm-hmm. front of me doing the same amount of stuff that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Had many
1: friends die in car wrecks and pass away.
2: And I had one friend that uh, ended up being a quadriplegic from the neck down and was bedridden for like 15 years before he finally succumbed to some kind of sickness. Wow. And uh, they were a lot less severe wrecks than the ones I've had. I remember one time i rolled off the side of a mountain i flipped the car three times it landed on its top it smooshed mm-hmm. it like a pancake and i hit a tree on the driver's side door and it broke the car in half i didn't have a seatbelt on i was getting through around that car the whole way down walked away without a scratch and it's just crazy looking back now the divine protection that i had over my life and it, it and it's not because I'm just so special. It's just because I had a good, firm foundation and praying parents and, and grandparents, you know. You can easily say, yeah, I was just lucky, you know. I mean, that was God.
0: And a father that loves you a lot, you know. Yes. The, uh, Heavenly father. Yep. Yep.
2: And, uh, ended up, uh, you know, going through a divorce and I started trying to straighten my life out. And that, that's when I went through my divorce because, uh, the party was still going strong for her, and I wasn't the fun guy no more. Mm-hmm. Started getting my life straightened out, man. Met a good, godly woman, because God is his perfect timing. Uh, she, uh, you know, I've always heard it said, a, a good woman to make a, a man better. And that's true. Yep. It was probably 2010, maybe, I discovered Trey Smith. And his videos on YouTube just blew my mind. And it uh, re-sparked that, uh, that love for the Word of God in me. And I just started studying like crazy. And then bumped into Mike Heiser started reading his books. And it just lit a fire under me, guys. And mm-hmm. I couldn't stop. And here we are, you know, quite a few years later and hundreds of books later. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to share that with other people. You know, so I, I tried to uh, start a small group and invited like 15, 20 guys that I knew uh, four guys showed up and uh after three meetings my buddy steven was like man we should be recording this stuff we should do a podcast and i was like uh, no <laughs> <laughs> i've never even listened to a podcast i mean i know they talk but that's about it but uh and here we are well, i think we started in may and uh god's blessed it and it's just something we enjoy, man. It's just it's just fun, which I'm sure you guys can identify with
3: that. I think it's cool that that started as just a small group meeting and kind of morphed into podcast. Man, that's, yeah, that, that, that's a new one. I've never heard that one before.
1: Yeah.
0: That's what uh, Lindsay and I do outside of podcasting is we plant – we call them Kingdom Communities – I'm actually an ordained Anglican priest, and I don't really do much with that at all because my a lot of my theology has changed, you know, in those days. But we we plant what we call they're really house churches, but we plant just small kingdom communities uh, in the Mississippi Delta and all around Mississippi right now, and we're part of a big missionary organization, so we understand what, what you're talking about. You get a good group of people together, you know, and the chemistry is really right. The Holy Spirit is just there. It's like Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together, he is in the midst of them. And, and so that, that's just, that, that is a really cool genesis of your of your podcasting career. So that's cool. Y'all just started in May? Really? Yeah. And y'all have exploded, man. I mean, you have like—I'm telling you. I mean,
2: it, it's blew my mind. I mean, it's just uh, the guests that we've had and and the, the the people that's just jumped on board with us. It, it, it's God. I mean, there's no other explanation for it. Extremely blessed yeah. to be able to
0: participate. <laughs> yeah, I'm um friends with Chris Price on Camp Haran on on uh, Facebook. Yeah, Chris, good and- dude. Yeah. He's a good dude. And, and I, I just, you know, I was struggling with like, how do you get people on your show? You know, what, what topics, blah, blah, blah. And he said, look, you have not because you asked not basically, you know, just just ask people and they're already, you know, he didn't say this, but they're already saying no, you know, if you don't ask them, so you might as well let them tell you if they, if they can't. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, we've, we've enjoyed the, the journey here we have a lot to talk about i mean i really we really want to pick your brain on some some stuff because this is something that's been fascinating to us number one because coming out of the 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 drug community here and yeah. uh and then me um a little bit of my background i went through a massive major depressive disorder which i'm still quote diagnosed with it unquote and I had to take medicine or I would have died. And and so it was like I, I really struggled with it because a lot of my background in 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 Lindsay's too is we 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 come from the charismatic background and and some good part of it and some bad part of it. We've heard the whole don't take medicine, you know, you need to believe for your healing and stuff like that, which is true in 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 different circumstances, but we're we're real interested in picking your brain about a lot of this kind of stuff and,
1: and particularly talking about
0: Lilith, that's where we really we're really interested in that.
2: I tell my wife all the time that uh, you know humanity is a very uh prideful creature. And uh, you know, if if you ever find that somebody says this is the way it is. You think that this is the way it is. God is somewhere in the middle. Yeah, you know, his thoughts are not your thoughts. His ways are not your ways. So it's like, yeah, there's a lot of people that says, you know, that medicine's the devil. You, should, you know, you should partake in it. And there's other people that says, no, you should trust in science. I'm, I'm the guy that's kind of in the middle. I mean, God is the creator yeah. of all things. He gave us yeah. medicines and plants and all this stuff for us to use but where humanity messes up is where we abuse things.
0: Well, It's, it's like it's our intent. It all comes back yes. to our intent. Am I using this medicine to, am I using DMT to alter my state to get in to see spiritual things? Or, you know, or am I taking this antidepressant to help me through a season? I'm not a big advocate yeah. of staying on things forever and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think Lindsay and I both, Sit right where you are. My biggest argument, (laughs) and I don't like to argue anymore. I used to. I used to just argue, 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 and I just, I just quit because it didn't get anywhere. A lot of times, you know. Yeah. But my biggest argument was always, well, you're wearing glasses. I mean, glasses. Why don't you take your glasses off and read your Bible? If yeah, you know, what's the difference in that in medicine? You given a prescription for your glasses. And usually that kind of stumps people a little bit. They're like, yeah, you know, he's kind of right. You know, not all science is bad. Oh, yeah.
2: Like you said, it's intent. You know, and even like the people yeah. that really harp on the law. Yeah. And one thing I always ask them, I'm like, well, you're, I bet you $100. I don't even see what you're wearing right now, but I about guarantee you that you're in violation of that law that you hold up so near and dear.
0: Absolutely. You're probably
2: wearing two different fa- types of fabric. You've probably cut your hair, shaved your beard.
0: Yep. Well, and you can't just stone anybody. I mean, that's huge. I mean, that that's the question I want to ask people. I've yeah, this is a, that's another whole podcast just not yeah. <laughs> going these Hebrew Hebrew roots and sacred name people have been giving me fits on on the internet and oh yeah. And, and they they make me want to learn to argue again and I just I just blow it off. I just blow it off. I mean, I just uh I pray for them and, you know, That's uh, really
2: all you can do, man.
0: Yeah. Because a lot of us developed into a cult. It's oh yeah, cultic. Not 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 even. I mean, even Seventh Day Adventists—they were traditionally labeled a cult, but that they've kind of pulled out of a lot of that cult, trying to become more mainstream. Yeah. But but the sacred name, Hebrew roots people—they're they're, they're full fledged. You know, we're we're. Uh, I mean, there's even guys out there that say Paul was a heretic.
1: And oh yeah. It, I've been it,
0: I with mean. Them. Oh man. Anyway. Way off topic. Let me shoot that rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, anyway, so, so tell me about the, what, one of the, the, the main reasons we have you on here. The entity that was in your dreams was, it was a a Lilith. And how did you know this? Do you want to just tell the story about your dreams first before we get into that?
2: Uh, yeah, well, uh, I was always, like I said, you know, uh, really close with God, had a love for the word and it, as far back as I can remember, I was a very just vivid dreamer mm-hmm. and uh, I could, you know, control my dreams, you know, if a, a bad guy or whatever came in my dreams. I could always turn into the superhero with the cape and fly away. You know what I mean? I could control my dreams. And uh, as I got older and started doing, you know, drugs and stuff like that, they kind of, it's like it, it tampered with that ability. Uh, either I just didn't dream as much anymore. I just couldn't remember them. Hmm.
1: Well,
0: what was your drug? What was your drug of choice? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but what, what, what was the primary drug use? Was it marijuana or was it uh, something stronger?
2: Well, when I first started, honestly, it was, uh, it was just pot. I, I, I liked pot a lot. And then, uh, Experimented with, with some pills and stuff, but pot was always my drug of choice for a very long time. And it wasn't until uh, I'd say maybe junior, my junior year, I got exposed to methamphetamine. Yeah. And at that point, I'd always just done downers. So the first time I ever did an upper, you know, I mean, it was just like a total new thing for me. And it was like, and I struggle with you know ADHD. I mean, I was diagnosed with it as a child, but my mother said it made me a zombie. So, Hold on
0: on a second. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I have to know this. I just got to know this. Did you take Adderall?
2: On occasion, yes.
0: Okay. Every, this is amazing. I mean, I'm sorry. When when we deal with the people that come through this place, 90% of them that were hooked on meth took Adderall as kids.
2: Yeah, because the thing is, too, is is it's pharmaceutical-grade amphetamine. That's all it is.
0: It's uh, yeah. legal meth. Yeah. Yeah, I never thought about it. It's legal meth. Yep. yep. Yeah. And so, where my
2: mother took me off of it, uh, then I found it later in my later years. And, it, of course, you know, it, it made me hyper, but it also, it gave me, like, laser-like focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I couldn't sit still and pay attention in class. When I was doing that stuff in class, I was honed in. I was studying. I was taking notes. I was cleaning my room. And I did. It it really turned me on. And I always liked to draw. I was was always kind of artistic, you know. So and when I would do that stuff, I would just sit up for hours and draw. But it was weird because where I had that Christian foundation, I knew that it was wrong. I knew it was wrong. But me and my friends would have all-night sermons. I'm not lying to you. We'd be sitting there doing these drugs, and I'd be talking to them about God and creation and how can you deny there's a God. You know, we'd get in these really deep, you know, theologian solving the problems of the world, you know, late-night hour stuff. But, of course, you know, a teenager, you know, you start looking, you know, at at, at porn and stuff like that on the Internet. Well, then my dreams... I honestly started turning, you know, more, more lucid. And I remember I just had these lucid dreams all the time. And once I actually started, you know, getting clean, getting my life together and, you know, it was time to grow up, uh, met my wife, started going to church, you know, getting my my act together, so to speak. uh, I started having some like really like lower back pain. So I went to the doctor, you know, to try to get some scans, see if what was wrong with it, if I needed surgery or whatever. And uh, he tried to put me on antidepressants. And I was like, no. I said, I've read the side effects on that stuff. I said, besides that, I, I'm not depressed. I'm I'm hurting. And he was he kept pushing it, kept pushing it. He's like, well, he said, if you're really hurting, then you'll try it. He said, I'm telling you. He said, there's, you know, th- these help with pain, but without all the side effects of the narcotics. So at this point, I was like, you know, I'll give it a try. So I tried them and I took them for about a week or so. And I just started having all these nightmares. I mean, just demonic nightmares. Hmm. So then I go back and I tell him, I'm like, I'm not taking this stuff. I'm getting nightmares. And he's like, well, it's, it's probably the brand. Let's try a different brand. And we went through, I think, three different types. And finally, that third type, I'll never forget it. I mean, just thinking about it makes the the hairs on my arm stand up. I was in bed sleeping, and I had this this vivid dream. I was in my truck driving down the road, had my wife and kids in the car. And uh, as we're driving, we're on this little back road, and I see this very huge almost like buzzard bent over in the road like eating on a like a dead deer or a dead carcass of some kind so i stopped the car and i honked the horn at it and you know it's it's you know really large bent over got black feathers in the, the headlights of the truck it's it's almost got like a like a purple shimmer or purple tips to the feathers hmm and i remember this it was just so vivid so when I honked the horn, it raised its head up and then it stood up and it was, you know, five and a half feet tall. And as it turned around, you know, of course the headlights of the truck are shining right at it, it was a, a naked woman in the front. Wow. With arms of a human
1: and but legs and feet of a bird. It had long hair and a, a beak instead of a mouth. And
2: it looked mm. right at me. And I was just like frozen. I mean, I you know, I mean I couldn't move. And then all of a sudden it just swoops up into the air. Wow. And everybody in the vehicle's freaking out, you know, and I'm leaning over to everybody like, that's all right, guys, you know, it's gone, it's gone. And I'm about to start taking off again, and then just boom, it lands right beside the driver's side door. And it opens my car door. And at this point, I'm trying to move. I can't move. I'm trying to yell. I can't yell. It's mm-hmm. like I'm
1: I'm petrified. You know, I, I just dream
2: paralysis.
0: Like yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: And uh, she opens the door and she leans in and she puts uh, her left hand on my inner thigh. And then takes her right hand and starts rubbing my neck and chest and just, just like fondling me.
1: Oh god!
2: And then leans in and uh, opens its beak and sticks its tongue out and starts rubbing the sides of my ears and my neck and stuff. And I can control my eyes, but that's the only thing I can control. And, and I look over and my wife and kids, they're like frozen. And then she whispers into my ear, I've missed you. And I'm sitting here just freaking out, and I'm just, but I'm still having the internal dialogue in my head. And I'm just like, Jesus, Jesus, God, please help me. Jesus, Jesus, name of Jesus, please help me. And I'm just repeating this over and over and over in my head. And eventually, I can feel my fingers starting to move. You know, like that numb, numb tingling sensation you get through your fingers Mm -hmm. and hands when they start to go to sleep. That's what I started feeling. So my fingers started moving. Then I could move my neck. And then I was like, okay, I can move now. And I leaned over and just as I tried to do it as fast as I could, but I leaned over and I grabbed the corridor and I slammed her arm and, and head into the corridor. And when I did, it just let out this great screech. I mean, that would just pierce your ears and then flew up back into the sky and out of sight. And then I woke up just in a sweat freaking mm. plump out
0: <laughs> i imagine so that's creepy
2: and at this point you know i've been studying you know what i mean i've been studying the word and, and looking into stuff deep diving but i hadn't really been like looking into like you know the demonic and, and all this kind of stuff so i was just like you know this is just some kind of crazy demonic dream it's just brought on by this medicine so i immediately went i just flushed that medicine down the commode and I told my wife about it, you know, and my wife, it scared her to death too. But my wife, she's one of those, uh, she's got a dream book. She wakes up, she writes her dreams down, uh, the colors, everything, all that stuff, you know, she thinks holds uh significance. Mm-hmm. So I was telling her about it and she's like, let's look this stuff up online and see what we can find. And so she was looking up, you know, birds, uh, black and purple feathers and, uh she found uh, you know purple was a uh, a color of royalty. So and I was like, well this is a I guess a high ranking demonic figure, you know. And then so then I just started searching, you know, bird woman, you know, or, or half woman, half bird, you know, and all this stuff started searching up. I'd never even heard of Lilith at this point. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, a picture pops up and it was her. I mean, there was no doubt about it as soon as I seen it. Mm -hmm. And I clicked the image, and it said Lilith, the demon, the she-demon Lilith. So then I got to looking into her, you know, and and the whole, you know, incubus, succubus thing. And uh, me and my wife went to a spiritual warfare conference back in October, and we met in Vicki Joy Anderson, because my wife, she deals with sleep paralysis quite often. So she was actually really excited to talk to Vicki Joy and she talked to her and then I did too. And I just started describing the the dream that I had and immediately she stopped me and she said, you met Lilith. Mm -hmm. And I said, I sure did. And she said that she's working on a a second book. She asked for my permission to to put that in her book. But yeah, it was, uh, it was very scary at the time, but it was even more scarier once I realized who I was dealing with, who was trying to get at me. And now looking back, all those lucid dreams that I had had,
1: I think it was her then too in disguise. Mm. Because she said, I've missed you.
0: Yeah, like she had a past with you.
1: Yes. And I hadn't seen her or had any of them dreams in a long time. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's... uh, That's something else, man. That...
3: has been different if you had studied or read about Lilith before, and then that'd be an easy explanation, but you didn't.
1: No, I had no idea. Did,
0: um... I, I was gonna ask you... After... After this occurred, did you have any more instances of it or any more? I mean, what did you do to prevent this from happening again? That's probably a better question, better framed question there.
2: And honestly, I I think it was it was the medicine because that was the only thing that I was doing different. You know, I mean, of course, you know, I I prayed up and uh, was more. I guess uh, on the alert about it, mm-hmm. but it was it was the medicine. I, I swear, I think the medicine just kind of weakened me enough to where she could get to me again. Yeah, hmm. because all the other times I dealt with her was during weakened states of mind when I was you know on all these drugs and stuff. Yeah,
3: That kind of I was going to ask what What do you think about? The drugs you are on, you know, because people who don't take these medicines encounter them, too. What what do you think it is about the drugs that makes you more, and these particular drugs, that makes you more susceptible to to these sorts of things? Well, my
2: opinion, honestly, is there's some people, and I guess you could call it, you you know, fruits of the spirit or gifts of the spirit, that are more in tune with the supernatural and, and the spirit realm. Yeah. My wife being one of
0: them. Like seers. I mean, I believe in that. Yeah. That seers still exist. They're not all new age, you know? No. Yeah. And
2: my wife, she can honestly, like, she can sense, you know, dark or evil people or situations. I mean, we talked about this one time in uh, one of our episodes that we had with her, because she's done a lot of missionary work. Uh, we were at a flea market one time. And uh, she saw some of those uh, salt crystals and stuff supposed to help you with sinuses and all this kind of stuff. And she's like, I'd like to go in there and, and look around. She said, they say that stuff really helps with sinuses and all this kind of stuff. So we walk in and I'm not lying. We step one foot inside of this place and she immediately stops and she just starts shaking our hands. She says, Ooh, and like, what? You know, I thought she about to get sick or pass out or something. And she's like, I just feel so heavy right now. Mm. She said, there's something dark in here. She said, there's something demonic. She said, a witchcraft. She says, I have to get out of here. She said, I'm going to be sick. And she turned around and I was going out of the store with her. And as I was turning around, the very back of the, uh, the building, uh, on the, one of the racks was, uh, Ouija boards and, uh, Mm. rooms and all this kind of stuff. I mean, she didn't see that stuff. She felt it. Yeah. But I think some people just got the, that gift for that thing. But I mean, if you look at it, guys, I mean, this is a multi-dimensional place, to which we live. Yeah. We share this realm with many spirits and entities. We just can't see them. You know, it's like, it's like we have a veil over our eyes I firmly believe that drugs remove and, and weaken that veil. You
1: mm-hmm. know, uh, like, for example, uh, uh, like a
2: Tesseract. You know, a Tesseract, you know, when you, when you talk about dimensions, they're essentially directions. You know, a uh, piece of paper. You can draw a line straight across. and You can draw a line up and down. X and Y axis, a piece of paper is only two dimensional. You know, in real life, we can also go forward and backwards. You know, this is what gives us our depth perception. You know, so humanity sees in three directions or 3D, three dimensional, Hmm. you know, this is all that we can perceive. You know, just because we can't see something due to our limitations doesn't mean that it's not there. Yeah. You know, like if, Like me, for instance, if I drew on a piece of paper a stick figure of a boy and a stick figure of a girl, we'll call them Tom and Sally, they're there in their two-dimensional world. I'm right in front of them in my three-dimensional world. I can get face-to-face with them, and they can never see me. And even Tom, if Tom could turn his head and see Sally, he would just see a straight line because he's in a two-dimensional world. You know, I could even take my pencil and stab through that piece of paper. And all he would see is a a circle coming at him getting bigger Mm. and then fading away. There's so many dimensions. It's just we are are limited to that. And I swear I think that comes back to Adam and Eve. You know, when they ate the apple, it says their eyes were opened. You know, in other words, I believe that their eyes their hum- human eyes were open to a 3d world. They were exiled from the fourth, fifth, maybe even sixth dimension.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's been long speculated that, that, you know, they, they say we only use us. Well, I forget what percentage, a certain percentage of our brains and that possibly Adam and Eve used those, those other percentages before they fell. And, yeah. and the other thing I wanted to bring up too is I'm a, uh, I'm studying William Ramsey's books right now, and I'm on the uh, first one about Crowley. It's not a coincidence to me, really looking at him, but even going back thousands and thousands of years, that most occultic rituals have some sort of a drug involved. Yeah. Whether it's Native American the beast himself, you know, or even people nowadays. The the big thing I think today is EMT.
2: Yeah. And Alaska, that's a big thing coming, yeah. coming
0: out. Yeah.
2: Now all the Indians use that stuff to, you know, to communicate with the divine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're right. There's something about that that just takes the veil. Cause it's really thin. I mean, I, I I read a guy several years ago named Dallas Willard, and he really opened me up to the the nearness of the kingdom of God. I used to always think, like, when I would read the book of Hebrews, and would say, that "We're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses," that we were like in some kind of coliseum, and they were all looking down at the earth and all this. And and I start I started to realize that no, we're really literally surrounded. By a great mm-hmm. cloud of witnesses. These people are literally around us. They're just in an extra dimension that we can't see. Like your example of Tom and you, you know? Yeah. And and the kingdom of God is at hand. And there's all these thin spaces and and, and places. That's what the Celts used to call it. Thin spaces and places where 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 it's so thin that it's like it wasn't Eden. Mm-hmm. I think drugs. Or an illegal, so to speak, way to to get into that that dimension, you know, without going through the legal way, which would be a God given gift, you know, yeah. like your wife.
2: Well, well even look at your eye. You know what I mean. If you if you're looking at an apple, you see it as red. Well, physically, that apple is not red. That color is every single color of the spectrum except red. Your eye picks up the color. That, that object rejects your eye is basically a transmitter and your brain is the computer mm-hmm. you know uh you know dr sir john eccles he said the human brain is a machine that a ghost can operate you know the body is a vehicle and the soul or the conscience if you want to call it it is the driver yeah you know so if you're not behind the wheel who's driving
0: exactly Exactly, and and sometimes we're driving and we have somebody in the passenger seat with us that we don't need to need to have, you know, is telling us where to go. Yeah.
1: yeah. But
0: uh, yeah, that goes back to uh, Sadie and I have been doing a lot of study and on frequency and sound and, and, and that that's all intertwined, you know, because color is a yeah. frequency too. And the occult knows how to manipulate all that. That just comes back down from... I, I, I wasn't going to bring it up, but Genesis six, when the Watchers gave all this knowledge to us, how, oh yeah,
3: we got to bring one hundred percent. Yeah, episode.
0: The, yeah every, every episode. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the different sciences.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, the cutting of roots, like the Book of Enoch
1: calls it. You know, they yeah. they taught this stuff.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Definitely. So, Lindsay, did you have a question you wanted to ask him?
3: No. Well, I was going to ask, did you see anything other than Lilith? Do you see any other entities, beings that you?
0: Were the, any of them, any of your, any if you've seen anything else, were they benevolent? That's, that's my part of the question.
2: <laughs> well, with me, it's like, uh, like I was talking about, you know, there are some people that's more sensitive to it and stuff like that. Uh, okay. Either I am just not really that sensitive to the spirit, spirit realm or, or, honestly, I have, with all the, the drug abuse, I have desensitized myself. Uh, I remember when I was younger, I used to look for the supernatural. I was that yeah. guy, and honestly, that, that would play with a Ouija board and, and hope for something. I was the guy that would watch all the, the haunting shows and go to these haunted houses and stuff to try to see something and, and never would. Yeah. But... Now, I have had experiences, you know, uh, with with certain drugs, with, with, with people, and, and being up for two, three days with no sleep and nothing to eat and, and see the shadow people
1: mm-hmm.
2: and and hear uh, people walking through the house and, you know, peeking out the, the, the blinds and all that stuff, you know, and everybody just, you know, takes that to, well, you no, know, you're just, you know, they call it, you know, you're tweaking you know, you ain't had any sleep or nothing to eat. Your mind's playing tricks on you. But it's it's funny how that correlates with, with sleep paralysis and all these people because what do they all say? They say they see shadowy apparitions and the hat people. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they're connected.
3: Yeah. I do too. Yeah, definitely. Except for mine. I had the low rent, just the paralysis version. I, I, know, I don't know why. I'm, I'm glad I didn't see anything. Yeah. But yeah.
1: You know, my, uh, my wife,
2: now she gets them quite often and, uh, she, she'll have them where they sit on the edge of the bed, mm-hmm. uh, scratch her back, uh, jump over the top of the bed back and forth and just, you know, toy with her. Honestly, one night she had one and I was actually home cause, uh, I've worked night shift most of my life. So she has to, you know, be here by herself a lot, but uh, I was actually home. I think it might have been a weekend, and uh, I was in the uh, living room playing uh, Call of Duty or something like that. I was playing some kind of video game, and uh, I heard her like moaning and like tussling in bed. So I went to go check on her, and I'm I'm not crapping you. I walked down the hallway, and she had a little lamp on. Uh, beside the nightstand, because she would always, she always sits up and reads till she nods out.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I walked into the bedroom. I mean, I literally just entered the threshold of the door, and when I did, she like jumps up out of bed, like she just was sprung loose, I guess. But she just like sat up, like she sprung up real fast, and took a huge gasp. And when she did, the light bulb blew, oh, and I wow. saw that. Wow. There ain't no, you know, this was uh, somebody's mind playing tricks. I don't know. I was a third party and I witnessed it.
1: Yeah.
2: It's like me walking in the room, startled it or severed its connection. And like, I don't know, maybe it taken off and leaving the room so fast, it sucked the energy out of the room and killed the ball. Mm. Mm. Pretty wild
1: stuff. man.
0: That is wild
1: stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah, just because you don't see it, don't mean it ain't there. And what's crazy is, like, when you research, like, especially like the Tesseract. You know, this is scientific geometry and stuff. You know, these are the science guys. They they say plainly that's how they describe the Tesseract. They say, you know, just because you can't see it, you know, doesn't mean that it's it's not there.
3: Well, Carl Sagan, so, who didn't really believe, as far as he knew, in a spiritual world, still believed there must be some other. Yeah, he, he used it uh, I watched an old video of him. He was that guy that was a billions and billions and billions guy. <laughs> that was kind of his thing, but yeah, he he talks about that and but is a materialist, doesn't believe in anything spiritual. I don't, I don't know how that works, but yeah.
2: <laughs> and have you guys ever like, actually looked into the tesseract?
3: No. I'm. I'm gonna have check to check that don't out. Just taking video a little bit. He did something along those lines. Yeah, it, like a it, cube it's, was more a than yes. It,
2: it, it's more than a box in a Marvel movie. <laughs> but it's a, you know, it's it's basically a cube, and they show you, you know, how you know we perceive it in a two dimensional or a three dimensional world, you know. But right. if it's separated, a cube, you know, it's six shapes in a two dimensional space. It's six shapes compiled into one. Well, then that th- turns into eight mm-hmm. in a three dimensional space and it, and it makes a cross Wow oh, wow yeah it's a, it's unfolding the cube, and the way they draw it in their geometry and everything else it's a cross
0: you see i I wonder back to the drug thing if if we can see into more dimensions not just the spirit realm, so to speak, but into into more dimensions with drug use, you know, if, if that's a possibility.
2: I think so. Yeah. Cause yeah. me and I used to experiment. I mean, I've, I've, I've experimented with a lot of stuff. Uh, and I had one friend in particular, me and him would like to, you know, take trips every so often. We just, you know, talk about... I mean, me, I never had any religious experience with it. And, and I honestly believe it's because I had a good, firm foundation. Now, mm-hmm. I know some people are saying, oh, well, you're talking about having a good, firm foundation and doing drugs. I, I was the prodigal son embodied. I wasn't doing what I needed to be doing. But I knew right from wrong. I knew, you know what I mean, the foundation was there. But... This other friend of mine, the foundation, wasn't. So me, I would see, you know what I mean, I'd see the carpet rolling like a conveyor belt or the the walls melt, you know, or the stars dance in the sky, you know, little stuff like that. Right. But my other friend, he would see shadowy figures, Mm. uh, numbers, uh, beings appear to him and talk to him. And I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it one night uh, after tripping when he come back to and they could actually, you know, talk and form a conversation. He was like, Oh man, he said I, said, I had the most beautiful vision. He said, he said, if it wasn't God, it was an angel, you know, and all this stuff. And this was a guy that, you know what I mean? Didn't really profess God. You know what I mean? Right. and. And I'm like, well, what did you see? And he was like, i seen this dark apparition. He's like a shadowy figure. And they were dancing in front of me, he said, and kind of twisting side to side. And he was sitting there mimicking it, and it looked like a serpent twisting. And he said, they were dancing and weaving their head side to side and twisting, and he said, and walking toward me. And in their hand, they had a ball of light. He said, and as they were twisting and coming up to me, they extended the ball and thrust it into my chest. jeez, he said, and I immediately he said, just felt warmth. He said, all throughout my body. He said, I felt my toes tingling and the hair on my head standing up he said he said, and I was just glowing with light. He said, and it was the most beautiful and peaceful, just grand thing that I that I'd ever felt. He said, he said, and I was just basking in it like I was basking in the sun. He said, and I had my eyes closed. He said, and I went to open my eyes to try to communicate with this thing. He said, and it was gone. He said, and my light just faded away.
1: And I was like, oh. dude, I wasn't no
2: God or no angel. I mean, it was dark. It was twisting at you like a serpent.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's what when scripture
2: that's says. What you know, Satan portrays himself as an angel of light.
0: Well, and if you've read Doug Van Dorn's book on giants, you remember those pictures in that book about the oh yeah, with the snakes they their 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 legs were snakes, mm-hmm. uh, the nephilim that which that that just fascinates me how it's cultural wide. I mean that's what I thought about when you were when you were telling that that story. No, that that was it. Might have been an angel, but it wasn't a good one.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, and one thing too, I want to relay. You know. To anybody listening, I'm not trying to glorify right. drugs.
0: Yeah. No, we aren't either. It, it, yeah. it takes
2: it, It's very humbling for me to even say these things because I'm so not proud of them. But with that being said, I'm hoping if somebody hears this that's just now starting to, to dabble or knows somebody,
1: Get out while you can. Yeah. And I'm choking up as I say this. (sniffs) (sighs) Sorry. It's okay, man. Yeah. I had a lot of friends that wasn't as lucky as I was. (sniffs) And and you got a father that loves you. Mm. He don't want you in that crap. Yeah, And you got a lot of higher purpose to sit around. And just get high. Yeah. Yep. Well,
3: right before you got on, we were talking a little bit. It was because I was reading about them just because they both had. Anyway, back during the whole Jesus freak, Jesus people movement in the 60s and 70s when the, the hippies were starting to come to faith in Christ. You had Keith Green. He was a musician. Oh, yeah. Um, and big in that movement. And then you had Lonnie Frisbee, who he's in a movie that just came out, they did about Revolution. That, yeah, Revolution. Um, Jesus well, someone Revolution. Played in movie, but yeah. yeah. Both of them talk about experiences with acid. And Keith Green, I never took acid, I had friends who did. But, it, but Keith Green's situation, he, he referred to it as a bad trip. I, I read a read his biography years ago but he said the Lord still kind of in the midst of all that darkness kind of came to him and, and, and it was before he had fully committed to the Lord, but was kind of on the, the way I think if I remember correctly and just comforted him and, and was there. And in Lonnie Frisbee's case, and he was a much more controversial figure <laughs> he, and he, I don't think he ever necessarily said he wasn't, but, in his case, you know, he, it wasn't necessarily a bad trip, but you know, he he claims the Lord kind of revealed Himself to him while he was on acid and brought him out of that, out of I the drug.
1: Yeah. And why couldn't he?
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, God you know? we can meet us in any state and any yeah. state we're in, and and you know, it's it's not hopeless. I guess I wanted to.
0: Well, Lindsay, you remember that time we were out prayer walking in Yazoo and. And that that guy was drunk on the porch, and we prayed for him, and he sobered up. You remember that? Were
3: yeah, you think with I us? Do remember that. I yeah, mean, so, I, thought, I may not have been with y'all for that
0: one, but I but I see, see, God, you know, he's he's in he's in the miraculous business, so he can do. Yeah, yeah. he can appear in an LSD trip, and that's why I was asking earlier if you if you had ever encountered anything benevolent it's It's hard to tell though when that's why you shouldn't even really even dabble in that world is because you don't have the Word of God there to help you discern what what am i what am I experiencing
2: oh, exactly, and that's why He yeah. tells you not to you know yep. Yep. We, we can't yep. tell the difference We judge too much things on feelings,
0: what feels yes. good, yes. What, you know yep. emotions. Yeah, uh, my wife tells me this all the time, and she says you don't want your emotions to ride in a trunk because then they'll, they'll they'll come back to haunt you. you. You don't you don't want them to drive because if they drive, then you're going to be pretty screwed up. You want them to be over in the passenger seat. That way, they can help you out if they need to, and then they can just shut up if they don't. You know. So <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. last yeah, thing too. I love that analogy with the driving because yeah, you know, I I was talking to your wife before the show. You know, I used to be a big nerd back in dial-up days. You know, I used to do all that HTML coding and stuff like that. So,
0: Bulletin boards. Did you ever do bulletin boards? (laughs) No, I was an angel fire guy. You remember those uh, days? Yep. I remember those days. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, back then
2: you had a, at the top, you know, you had a show and source key. You know, you've seen all these beautiful images and and, uh, links and all this kind of stuff. But when you hit, Show source. All you had was a bunch of arrows pointing and numbers and just crazy letters and equal signs and all this stuff. That's the coding that makes up the internet world to make these images and stuff you see. I believe, like when you do these these drugs and stuff like that, because I mean, even some of these guys that do the you know DMT and ayahuasca and all this stuff talk about they see numbers and letters yeah. and all these yeah. kind of coding and stuff. I, it's like, almost like you're hitting the show key button on, on the realm, yeah. you know, and it's DMT is a natural chemical. Your body produces before death, you know, it's kind of like before death, your body releases this to unveil you, to get you ready to go into the next dimension. And it's, your soul, your conscience, whatever you want to call it, is who you are. This body is nothing but a vehicle in which you drive. And think about it. When you're 16 years old, if you were you know, fortunate enough and your parents got you your first car, you got a piece of junk for your first one. Because they knew more than likely you're going to wreck it, you're going to destroy it, But, hey, they're going to give you an honest chance to see what you can do with it. Now, if you drive good and you're responsible, you don't get no tickets, that's when you get the upgrade and get the nice ride. Our Heavenly Father is no different. He gives you this piece of junk, flesh, to see what you're going to do with it and how you're going to behave and how you're going to drive it. Let's all get our act together and get the the Ferrari,
1: so to speak. (laughs) Yeah, yep. Yeah
0: that that really intrigues me you were talking about the you know the the DMT being like a kind of a key you know that 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 opens that world up and and I think a lot a lot of people don't realize because we have such a pluralistic world that that not everything supernatural is good you know and and I think that, that's that's one of our responsibilities as as Bible believing Christians is to is just disciples of Christ, just, just to get out there and and warn people. That's kind of what we see. I mean, yeah, Lindsay and I have we have a great time doing this podcast. And a lot of this stuff is yeah. just just fun and it's just it's it's cool to listen to and stuff, but but we kinda we kinda see our podcast like you had said early on as the tip of the spear to be able to have discussions with people to get them just to open their eyes, to, to get them yeah. just to, just to mm-hmm. see the supernatural. And that, that kind of leads to our question. We we copy this from the blurry guys. Well, I guess it could be ours. I don't yes, know. Yes. I believe in Bigfoot. Oh uh, no, it's not Bigfoot. Nope, 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 nope. We, 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 we usually ask it first off and we didn't get a chance to, but what is the, the most supernatural or miraculous thing that you've ever seen—it
3: may very well just be that Lilith story. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, most miraculous thing I've ever seen. And, and we differentiate between the supernatural and the miraculous. I, I, I know that uh, we had Frank Viola on our show, and he—he he really helped us out to differentiate uh, between the two. Miraculous being more like a miracle, and supernatural can be. Not necessarily something that goes against lo- the the laws of physics, but just something you know, like you see. Okay, example: so supernatural be waking up at three thirty three, you know, uh, every morning. That's that's supernatural. That's not a miracle, right? So, so what what um what what is your what, what do you think is your if you can share it? If it's too private, don't worry about it.
2: Well, I guess with me is, you know, like I said, you know, some people's got that, that gift and, and right. mine. I'm I'm I always joke with my wife and you know, she she'll always call me, you know, Debbie Downer and I'll be <laughs> like, No, I'm Reggie the realist.
0: Hey, I am li- using that, bro. I've stole that. Yeah.
2: Yeah So it's like, you know, show me the facts. I'm the facts guy. And uh so i probably really desensitized myself you know, to a lot of stuff. Uh, me personally, I've not witnessed, uh, or at least I believe I have witnessed a miracle or anything like that. Uh, but I think it's pretty miraculous when you see people with, with similar stories like mine. Yes, You see people that was just like, like Mike Kerr, for instance, Mike Kerr is a prime example. Uh, went from a uh, Wall Street CEO exec traveling the world, had anything and everything he wanted to being homeless and a heroin addict. And going from
1: there to leading here, the watchman,
2: you know, one of the, the, the most well-known Christian organizations of gathering Christians and doing conferences
0: and yeah.
2: doing all these kinds of things. I mean, to me that that's, that's pretty miraculous, you know. Uh, yeah. But if you ask my mother now, my mother would would say that, that car wreck incident. Uh, hmm. Yeah. It was, Uh, I, I just was like, you know, I was pompous. I was like, oh, I was lucky. <laughs> no, man, now that I'm almost 40 years old, looking back, I've seen friends been getting fender benders or just hit another car head on and, and die. I mean, I flipped off a mountain, bro. End Ooh. over end split the car in half and didn't get a scratch
0: <laughs> that's amazing you, you must yeah. be you must be in east tennessee then if you're up in the mountains yeah yeah, huh?
2: yeah. but now my wife now now she can tell some stories man my wife now i've never met a more godly woman in my wife uh she's been to india haiti uh south america she's been all over the world a uh, missionary for god uh she has actually seen a crippled heel and walk. Yeah. Her and a bunch of and, and hear her tell that story is hilarious. She says, uh, here I am, a young teenage girl, she said, you know, uh, well, a mid, you know, upper teenage, almost in her twenties, and she was leading a bunch of young teenagers. And there was this homeless homeless kid, you know, that was lame begging for money in India. And they were going through and uh, she said, these group of teenage girls, uh, you know, on, on fire for God, you know, just kind of, you know, they ain't experienced life yet. You know what I mean? And they were like, we're going to go heal this man. And my wife was like, uh, guys, you know, if you want to go pray for him, we can go pray for him. You know, there's like, no, we're going to go heal this man. Hmm. So they went over there and she said, no, I'm not going to lie. She said, you know, she said, I had, had my doubts, you know. And she said, We walked over there. She said, We all laid hands on him, started praying. She said, We prayed for about 10 minutes or so and tried to stand him up. He couldn't stand up. She said, I'm like, All right, guys, we tried. Let's move on. They was like, No, we're not leaving until he stands. And they kept praying for him. She said, It probably went on 20 minutes. And then she said, Finally, uh, they went to stand him on his feet and uh, he stood up on his own and that. Uh, his mother, his aunt, whatever, some woman come by and was like, oh my God, oh my God, you know, well, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, she probably didn't say that, but, you right. know, wanting to know what they did to him. And they was like, we just prayed for him, you know, what What God did you pray? Because they, they worshipped, you know, like three million gods over there, yeah. and they were like, you know, yeah. Jesus of Nazareth. And then she was like, oh, well, we will we will worship this God too. And she was like, no, you can only worship this one God. You know, and try to explain it to him, but I always tell her when she tells that story, I'm like, God, I don't know how I would have took that, man. I mean, that'd be wild to see. Yeah,
0: I took a um class on on healing, and and one of the one of the lectures was a African guy, and and he was just saying, I mean, he was very blunt because he could be. And and I appreciate that because I'm wired that way. I've I've been tempered over the years by my lovely wife to a little little less rigid on the edges, but I'm pretty blunt. He just he he just says Western white people they quit too soon. That's why they don't see healing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you know, that's amazing. And that that's your story. Your wife's story reminds me of that. I mean, how how often do we quit too soon when we need to labor in there until say, okay, no, we're not leaving until this is done. Yeah. That's a cool story. I like that story too
1: well let, let's uh
0: Justin tell us where they can find you, what all the different things you got going on and and how they can connect websites, podcasts, all that kind of stuff. Oh thanks man. I appreciate that we're going put it, we're going to put it in the show notes too, but I just want to just give you an opportunity to
2: Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, yeah our podcast, it's called uh, The Dig Bible Podcast. Uh, we've got a website. It's uh, thedigbiblepodcast.com. Uh, I do blogs on there every so often. I ain't as faithful with the blogs as I should. But uh, we, we release a show every Friday, at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we got a Facebook, uh, TikTok, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, but we also have a Facebook community uh, called The Dig Bible Podcast Community. Uh, got a little over 600 members right now but it's just a just a place where we get together and talk and discuss things you know we like to say iron sharpens iron uh we gotta yeah. be there for each other talk about difficult things and uh, we're not always going to agree on everything and that that's fine you know we just do it respectfully and as long as it's not a salvation issue you know we can we can debate stuff so. and uh but we also do prize giveaways, stuff like that. We give away T-shirts, DVDs, sets, and stuff like that. Uh, just, a, just a good place to fellowship. Yeah. And we're going to have you all, have you guys on our show. Uh, I actually want to do a show, especially with all the things going on with Mike Heiser right now. We we pray for Mike.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, if it wasn't for Mike, people like us wouldn't be doing what we're doing. I think it's safe to say. He's
0: Absolutely. The gateway to the drug. Yeah, he's the gateway drug. He's the Gandalf.
2: But I want to do a show where we get like, you know, maybe you guys, Chris Price, and we just have a a podcasters uh, episode where we just talk about Mike and his influences and uh, just, just kind of the journey that that we're going through. I think that would be really great.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, long before podcasting, I, I bought the unseen realm. I read it and it didn't affect me. Then I went back and listened to it on audio and then it started affecting me and then you know uh, Lindsay's the one that introduced me to podcasts as far as the Blurry Guys and then Sword and Staff and good you know, job Lindsay. So, yep <laughs> yep so I- I'm addicted now I mean I, I-, I listen to at least a pot- one podcast every night when when you yours comes out I listen to it and I like the Confessionals dude and and, and Campermon and Blurry Guys anyway but I- I've got it's just uh there's just so much good stuff out there and i think personally you know we need we all need to work together to get the word out that people need to take the the red pill i mean they need to yeah. take the red pill they need to believe that the that that this universe this 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 earth that we live on like you said earlier is stranger than than we know and it's a, it's a lot bigger and vaster you know yeah. than we know we're so, all
2: back for the same team man we we got to hold each other exactly. up like we- like uh, Joseph and all them boys did for Moses. You know, we
0: got to hold exactly. each other up. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So, well, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Justin. man. We appreciate oh, it's it. It's been man. fun, guys. Yeah. Thanks yep. for having me. Thanks for listening and supporting us. And remember stay naturally supernatural.